Burnout can really stop so many people from achieving great things, and it's something that most people in the 21st century are battling with. So let's talk about what causes it, how to prevent it, and also how to make sure that you've got the energy that you want to do the things that you want to be able to do throughout your day. Welcome to The Underestimated Entrepreneur, where I share mindset, lifestyle, and business hacking tips, tools, and some painful lessons along my journey from growing my businesses and also working with some of the top entrepreneurs, business leaders, and professional athletes. Driven Mofos, welcome back to another episode of The Underestimated Entrepreneur. For those of you who don't know who I am, I'm Michael Mojo, founder of Mojo Human Performance Institute, where we focus on mindset, lifestyle, and business hacking for driven mofos. And the reason why I do these podcasts is because most people waste their life and I just don't want you to be one of them. So let's talk about burnout. What is it? What causes it? Why do so many people go through it, especially business owners and very driven people? So when we get into looking at the science behind burnout, there's lots of different theories and ideas out there. Originally, it used to be thought of that burnout was this adrenaline burnout. So it was our adrenal glands that would burn out or it was adrenaline that was burnt out or it wasn't able to get there. And that sort of idea had been thrown around quite a lot in the alternative health community. It was also thrown around in the medical community as well for a while. But as more and more research comes out, they're starting to find that there is something called dopamine, which is a neuromodulator. Now, I don't want to get too much into the science of this stuff. I'm going to actually go through this and talk about it quite a lot at our next business odyssey or a business growth odyssey event that I'm running. But I want to give a brief overview of it and some implementable tools that you can use on a day-to-day basis to prevent burnout, but also if you're going through it, that will help you to get back on track pretty quickly. So it's important to understand that it's this chemical called dopamine or this neuromodulator that is within our brain that allows us to get motivated, I guess you could say. Now, dopamine used to be thought of as a pleasure chemical, that we would get this pleasure when it was released. But over the years, the more and more neuroscientists have sort of dived deep into this idea of dopamine, what they've found out is that it's a hormone or a, a chemical. Actually, I, I'll correct that because it's not actually a hormone, it's a neuromodulator. But it's responsible for motivation, for drive, for craving. And it also modulates our time perception or our perception of time. Now, when we look at dopamine, what it does is it is a almost like a reward mechanism for things that we perceive that we're doing well or that are going well. Now, there are two things that we have to understand. There is a baseline of dopamine. So we have this baseline or this base level. And then the increase off of baseline is what makes us feel good or feels pleasurable, I guess you could say. It's normally created from our motivation or our drive or the fulfillment of something that we're trying to achieve or that we're aiming for. And so this dopamine gets released. Now, the problem of of this idea of dopamine or this science behind dopamine is that what can happen is we can artificially stimulate dopamine. Now, we can artificially stimulate it by things like having chocolate, or having sex. Now, they're not too bad. Um, Some of the science that's around or the scientific literature that's around says that it can almost give a 100% increase on dopamine. So, you know, a a double fold or a, a two times fold on dopamine. Now, you have other things like methamphetamines. Now, when you're looking at methamphetamines, that massively increases dopamine. So uh, I'm just I'm just going to flick through here because I do have some of my notes, but it gives a 10x return. So you're, you've almost got a 100 times increase of dopamine. Now, when you have something like that, it not only gives you a high, but it also shifts your baseline. And so as it increases the baseline of dopamine, you can then start to crave more of dopamine, but you don't get the same feeling from 
the original high or the original pleasure that you got from it originally. So therefore you'll crave more of it in order to get that same feeling. But over time that baseline keeps creeping up, which then means that the gap between the peak and the baseline is depressed or decreased. There's not as much there between the baseline and the, the peak and the trough. Now, the other thing is, is what goes up has to come back down. Now, this has been known for thousands of years, right? And great philosophers have spoken about this idea of what goes up has to come back down, not just because of gravity, but also our emotional states. What goes up has to come back down. I've been talking about this for years, and this is my criticism of a lot of personal development and motivation, is that when you give people high highs, it will lead to low lows. And a lot of people who go to personal development will start to feel depressed within a week or two afterwards, or they'll feel flat or tired or burnt out. And it's not just from the energy burnout, but it's from the dopamine release of them feeling excited or them feeling highly motivated for a short period of time. It can lead to that crash. It also creep up that baseline as well, which then can leave them feeling a bit burnt out or a bit tired. Now, things like nicotine can also increase it by 2.5 times. Cocaine can do 2.5 times as well. Chocolate is 1.5 times. Uh, sex and the pursuit of sex can double it. So these are the things that we've got to be aware of. Now, how does this help us in everyday life? In order to feel motivated to do something, dopamine has to be there and it needs to be there in some form of an elevated state. Now, not too high, but not too low. If it's too low, we'll feel unmotivated. If it's too high off of baseline, we'll feel really excited and we'll get a lot of pleasure. But what it does is it leads to the pain afterwards. And the pain afterwards comes from the craving of that thing again. So I don't know if you've ever eaten chocolate. And as I mentioned, chocolate raises the baseline. Sorry, it, it raises uh, about 1.2 elevation from baseline, 1.2 times the amount. So as it goes up, we start to feel good and we start to feel pleasure. But then what will happen is we drop back into this pain response where we want more of it again. And then sort of our brain kicks in and you might have what Sigmund Freud called uh, these implanted values or these implanted ideas onto us. He called that the super ego, where then we start to have these voices inside of our head that says, don't eat too much chocolate. If not, I'm going to get fat. I'm going to start to feel bad. So you start getting these internal dialogues that can start to make us feel like shit because we're, we want to crave the thing that made us feel good in the first place. But that feeling good is from the neuromodulator dopamine. Also, dopamine helps with the release of adrenaline or nor adrenaline nor epinephrine. So these things allow us to not only feel good, but to give us energy as well. Now, how does this relate to burnout? Well, a few ways. If you're doing things throughout your week that give you pleasure, for instance, scrolling through Facebook and every moment that you see something that you enjoy, you get these little micro doses or these doses of dopamine, it makes you feel good. Well, as this keeps happening as well throughout the day, you might get a little bit stressed and start to pursue extra work. So that pursuit of working hard also makes you feel good and gives you a bit more dopamine. Then you might get home and have some chocolate, bit more dopamine. You buy something on Amazon, gives you some dopamine. And so you keep getting more and more of these dopamine squirts throughout your day to make you feel good, like you're achieving something or you know, like you're motivated to go do all these things. And then eventually you start to burn out and you burn out for two main reasons. One, because of the peak and then the trough. That that trough again creates a craving of the things that made us feel good in the first place. So we start to feel like shit. We get that internal dialogue where we start beating the crap out of ourselves, telling us we shouldn't be buying extra stuff. We're eating too much. We need to exercise more. We start feeling a bit crap about ourselves or the choices that we've made previously. So we have this decrease or, or this, this negative, I guess you could say negative self-talk, these thoughts inside of our head about we shouldn't be doing these certain things. But then not only that, you can increase the baseline. So the baseline starts to creep up. So if you 
imagine that there's this baseline or the, this base that then now creeps up higher, the peak then isn't as high off of the baseline. So the same thing that once made you feel good doesn't make you feel as good again. And so the more that we keep using dopamine and doing things like using social media, not only are you going to burn out, but that baseline starts to increase and creep up, which then means that the peak isn't as high as what it was originally. So you might start craving other things as well in order to get that same dopamine rush or that same feeling of energy. So you just need to be aware of these things. What I've done recently is I've just stopped using social media as much. Essentially, I book out time throughout the day and I use it. And then the rest of the day, I either lock my phone away somewhere else or I put it away from me so that I don't keep checking in on it because those small micro doses consistently of dopamine will make you feel good but then after a while, you'll just be scrolling through social media. I don't know if anyone else has gone through this, but you essentially just be scrolling through social media for the sake of it, looking for something, not even knowing what you want. But then at the same time, you're feeling unmotivated until you see something that sparks your motivation to give you a quick squirt of that dopamine again. And when that happens, that again will, cra will cause cravings to want to find something similar again to get that squirt of dopamine. And eventually you'll just burn out or you'll feel like shit or you'll realize that you've wasted a lot of your time um, and it will make you feel pretty crappy. So I have heard of this idea of dopamine detox lately. So essentially eliminating those sort of things out of your everyday routine definitely helps. Uh, like I said, I try and keep my phone away from me throughout the day so I don't keep getting these consistent reactions of wanting to grab my phone. The other thing that I've done that's helped a lot as well is making sure that I set regular bedtime and also regular time off of my phone. So I won't hop on my phone after about eight o'clock at night. I just put it away and I don't touch it. I just chuck it on flight mode because if not, I found myself that I was consistently checking it and I couldn't figure out why I would just crave checking in on my phone until I fucking burnt out wildly and it almost took me a week and a half to get my energy back. And I was thinking, what the hell is going on? Why do I feel so shit? Why do I feel dead? I was almost, I guess you could say I was feeling depressed, but I wouldn't say I was depressed. I was just feeling depressed. Like I was feeling flat, tired, burnt out, like I had no energy, like I had no motivation. I couldn't figure out what was going on. And then I came across a couple of books on dopamine and I started studying them and I went, shit, this is exactly what I'm going through. And so I've been, for the last couple of months, I've been studying quite heavily this response from dopamine and looking at different research and different articles out there. And hence why I wanted to present it, uh, present it to business owners at our next business growth odyssey because I know so many business owners go through this feeling of burnout, but not just business owners, driven people in general. And they'll put a lot of expectation on themselves, but will find themselves scrolling through Facebook aimlessly for no real reason and not even knowing why they're doing it and knowing that they don't really want to do it, but they don't know why they're doing it. They just keep doing it. And it's because of that dopamine. They're looking for that dopamine squirt again to make them feel good, to bring up their motivation, to make them feel energized and make them feel alive again. Now, a lot of people uh, have asked me as well when I've been talking about this with them and, and a lot of my clients lately, uh, I have been talking a lot more about this idea of dopamine and making sure that they remove things as much as they can, like nicotine. Um, I would rather my clients and people that I know not use things like amphetamines or cocaine because it, it, again, it definitely has an impact on your brain and your mindset. Now, each to their own. I'm not going to judge anyone for using it. I've worked with plenty of clients over the years and had plenty of friends who use those sort of things. But I just noticed that it doesn't help 
to create long-term results. Like I've never heard uh, someone who's super successful say, you know, the key to my success is alcohol and drugs. Uh, although, you know, on the way up, it'll seem like uh, alcohol and drugs are helping them massively and like they're having a lot of fun. But when they lose everything, it's normally because of the poor choices that they have made with alcohol and drugs. The Wolf of Wall Street was a perfect example of that if you haven't seen that movie. It was a great example and it happens so much in the business world and in the finance space where people start making a lot of money, they start using a lot of drugs, they need again, that large amount of dopamine squirt by winning deals, by putting things together. But after a while, you just see that they're on more and more cocaine or they're using more and more things like amphetamine or, you know, even just, I guess you could say coffee. Not that caffeine, according to some of the research, it doesn't seem like caffeine increases dopamine too much, but what it does is it increases the ability for the dopamine receptors to work. So I won't get too much into this, but it definitely does help to make us feel better, but it works on the dopamine receptors more than it does increasing the level of dopamine itself. So these are some of the things that you just might want to be aware of. But yeah, just be aware of using drugs and things like that because they do have a massive impact on you mentally. They will impact your ability to not only secrete dopamine, but also to use dopamine effectively. And it can eventually leave you burnt out and just feeling like shit and being really, really, really depressed. This definitely happens a lot more with uh, things like amphetamines than it does other things like nicotine and cocaine. But again, they are stimulants. They will release dopamine. They will make you feel better for a little bit until you start feeling like shit and you'll start getting cravings more and more for them. And that's how come people can get addicted to those sort of substances. The same as people can get addicted to things like pornography because the act of sex also doubles the amount of dopamine or increases the dopamine level from baseline. And the same as chocolate can do it as well. Not as much as the other things, but it definitely does happen. So let's talk about what you can do if you are burnt out. Well, first of all, you can look at what caused the burnout. So if you have been using drugs, highly recommended to eliminate the use of those things. Things like nicotine as well, trying to get rid of it out of your uh, your life. There are different things like obviously cigarettes will have nicotine in them. If you still need cigarettes or if you still need to smoke something, then potentially maybe smoking just pure tobacco is way better because it's not laced with things like nicotine. But just be aware of that. Go and do your own research. Uh, go and consult your doctor. Go and consult other specialists as well. That's not my area of expertise. As I mentioned before um, in other podcasts, my area of expertise is human behavior and optimizing human performance. Hence why I work with a lot of business owners because that's exactly what they're trying to do is get the best out of themselves and also get the best out of others in their business. Also, most business owners know that the number one thing that fucks up their business and causes them the most amount of stress are people. And it's probably the area that most business owners don't focus on enough. They'll focus on building better marketing systems, better sales systems, but they don't focus on learning better human behavior tools in order to help them perform better, but also to help them understand others and help others to perform better as well. Hence why we run the events that we do both for human behavior and also for business as well. But anyway, the first thing you want to do is go through and try to figure out how you can eliminate some of the things that are giving you those dopamine squirts throughout the day or those peaks and the troughs. So first of all, things like social media, see if you can get rid of it or at least limit it down to a set time per day. So give yourself maybe an hour to respond to messages and then just put the phone away for the rest of the day. That's extremely hard for most people. If you find yourself aimlessly scrolling, that's exactly what you're looking for in most cases will be that dopamine hit to make 
you feel motivated, to give you a bit of energy, to make you feel a bit more alive, but not necessarily the best thing for you mentally, not also the best thing for you if you want to live a great life as well, because dopamine does increase our motivation, does increase our drive, but it also inc increases our cravings for that thing. So we've just got to be very careful about how we use it and become maybe a bit more self-aware and to use it in, in a way where we get the best out of ourselves and get to optimize our life. So we want to probably eliminate things like social media or use it in set times throughout the day. The other thing is eliminate things like nicotine, eliminate any sort of drugs or whatever that will stimulate dopamine like amphetamines or cocaine, because again, it will leave you craving more of it. Um, it will definitely create more drive and motivation for a short time, but for a long period of time, not the best. And most people that I've seen who start using things like amphetamine, after a while, it does not lead to beneficial outcomes in most cases. In fact, I've seen uh, some of my old friends use it quite heavily. And in, in fact, it not only caused them to burn out and meltdown, a lot of them now have depressive disorders. A lot of them uh, have had uh, certain things that they've done in life that aren't beneficial. They've lost relationships. Some of them have been to jail, not necessarily the best thing. So uh, yeah, we definitely want to be careful with that. Uh, chocolate as well can do it. Just be careful with the amount that you do consume. But let's talk about how we can use it in a beneficial way. So when we're doing things, it used to be thought of is, uh, and I talk a lot about this at our Thrive Time event. So we've got an event called Thrive Time. If you're not aware of it, it's a four day event. It's about optimizing your own performance and getting the best out of yourself. And it's building a map for your life so that then you can be driven towards something that's meaningful and purposeful for you, but it will also get the best out of yourself. So it's essentially creating your individual life map for success. And I go through and I talk quite a lot about some of the neuroscience and how to use it. I help you really build out a life map based on your purpose, your mission, your values and what drives you, all of those things, because that's the way you get the best out of an individual. And I've found this working with tens of thousands of people. But coming back to dopamine, what I found over the years is that a lot of people have been convinced that motivation is doing something painful and feeling like shit in order to be rewarded at the end. Now, I've seen this in a lot of research around habit creation. What they would do is they would, researchers would use mice, they would run them through a maze or get them to do something that was, you know, challenging for them. And at the end, they would reward them with things like sugar water or cocaine. And again, we've seen that cocaine uh, increases dopamine levels. So you're essentially doing research on mice that have to suffer or struggle in order to be rewarded with this pleasure at the end. That's not necessarily the best way to live a great life. What you can do though, is that if you love doing what you're doing because you have a greater purpose and a greater mission in life, and you know that that's the thing that drives you in life, you can start to set your life up to effectively feel good doing the tasks itself. So instead of feeling like shit and suffering every day, which is what most people do. They go to work, fucking hate my job, don't want to be here, this sucks, my business sucks, I have to deal with these idiots at work or whatever. You know, this I hear this stuff almost on a daily basis from most people that I come across, right? So if they're working hard in order to get paid so that then they can go and spend money, that's essentially the same as the mouse running through the maze suffering in order to get a cocaine here or a mouse or a rat doing something that is extremely challenging and extremely uncomfortable in order to get a reward at the end. That's how most humans live. I'm going to suffer through my workouts and my gym sessions in order to reward myself with food, or I'm going to suffer all week in order to get my paycheck so that then I can blow it and feel good about life again. That's how most people live. That strategy there not only creates pleasure, but it also leads back to pain. 
And most people can't understand why they keep going through these vicious cycles of pleasure and pain or feeling good and then feeling like shit or feeling really motivated and energized and then burning out. They're all pretty much the same principles based on this idea of dopamine release. So what we've got to be careful of is rewarding ourselves after the fact. The reward should be the work itself. So for instance, if you're exercising and you hate exercise and you sit there and you go, I fucking hate this. I hate exercise. I don't know why I'm doing this. This is shit. It's uncomfortable. It's painful. The more you keep self-talking like that, the more you're suffering. Then afterwards, because of that suffering, you want to go and find pleasure. Then what will happen is that dopamine will try to stimulate itself again, or you'll try to stimulate dopamine again in order to go and find something that makes you feel good. Now that might be over shopping. It might be overspending. It might be the pursuit of something else, sex, drugs, rock and roll, whatever. No, not rock and roll, by the way, but that that's a, that was a joke. But normally people go and do something afterwards that then sabotages their results. The same thing happens when someone works all week and they go, I hate my job. I hate being here. I don't know why I'm doing this. This sucks. And then afterwards they get paid. So they go and spend their money in order to feel good again. That is what is known as a vicious cycle, not necessarily helping you get ahead in life. It will make you feel good for little bits, but it won't necessarily help you to get ahead. Great achievers at anything love the process. So if you go and watch interviews with Kobe Bryant, he just loved training. He loved the process of getting up every morning and training and shooting a thousand shots. Or he would love the process of studying and learning or studying the game. He loved the process of getting better, not so much the outcome. He didn't really give a shit whether he won or lost games. I mean, obviously he wanted to win. He was driven to win, but that all related back to the process that he went through in order to win that game more than the win itself. Now, most people, People in life try to focus on just the win itself. When you do that, you will suffer the most because the majority of your life will be in the process, not in the outcome. So you want to make the process fun. So if you're going to go to work, have fun, enjoy yourself, enjoy the process of learning, enjoy the process of making mistakes, enjoy the process of becoming better every day versus just the outcome, which is the reward at the end. If you're wanting to exercise and making that as a habit in your life because you want to feel great and have great health, if you want to do that, make the process of exercise fun. When you're there, start the self-talk like, I love this stuff. I love pushing myself. I love getting the best out of myself. When you do that, the process of exercise will become enjoyable, not the after exercise part where you walk out of the gym and you go, cool, now I get to eat chocolate or now I get to eat shitty food again. Okay. So that's my challenge for you this week, Driven Mofos. See if you can play around with this a little bit and see if you can set your life up to consistently feel like you're winning by using that self-talk, but also by just enjoying the process of getting better each and every day, whether it's getting better at work or in your career, getting better in your business, getting better with your finances, getting better with the choices that you're making, getting better with your health. Whatever it is, use that beneficial self-talk to start enjoying that process and see what happens to your dopamine levels. Also become more self-aware of the things that deplete your dopamine by either increasing the baseline or by creating those high highs and then leading to low lows. It'll become pretty obvious because you'll start to become more aware of where you start to burn out. Now for me, I remember this was a while ago, I noticed that I just started feeling tired and flat. And then all of a sudden, I found myself not only scrolling through Facebook consistently for like a week or two before I burnt out, but I also noticed looking back now or looking back after the fact, when I look back, not only was I scrolling through Facebook a lot more, social media a lot more, I was also starting to order a lot more food on Uber Eats. And so Jess would cook this amazing meal 
and I'd go, no, I just feel like this. What I was doing was I was spending money to get this dopamine hit and I didn't even realize it. After I'd burnt out and I felt like shit for a couple of, oh, for a week and a half and just felt really tired and unmotivated and lethargic and probably a bit down on myself, beating myself up mentally and emotionally, I went, shit, this is what's going on. And then that's when I, I started reading the books on dopamine and, and all of this and went, wow, this is a game changer. The majority of business owners and driven people that I know consistently experience burnout, whether it's once a month, whether it's once every couple of months, but there'll be these huge ruts that they go through for a week or two where they just feel like they have no motivation, they're burnt out, they're tired, they're lethargic, and they'll have a lot of negative or disempowering self-talk. They might even feel depressed, and that's probably why it's dopamine. So just be careful with the way you use your dopamine. Anyway, Driven Mofos, I hope this episode helps. Please send me a message on any of my socials. I would love to hear from you if you enjoyed this episode. Also, for all of you out there who have been rating our podcast by giving it a five-star rating on any of the podcast platforms that you've been listening to this on, and also writing reviews, you can write a review on the Apple Podcast app, um, and also sharing this with their friends. Our traction went up massively last week, so a massive thank you to everybody out there who's been sharing this. I've noticed a couple of you have tagged me in posts on Instagram, or tag me on posts on uh, Facebook as well. I really do appreciate it. We've actually been cranking numbers. So that's not credit to me. That's a, a massive credit to the community. Each and every one of you who have been listening to this podcast, it's absolutely amazing that we've been getting these numbers and they've been increasing week after week after week. So I wanted to say a massive thank you to each and every one of you as well who have been rating, reviewing this podcast and also sharing it as well. It really does make a massive difference and it keeps me driven as well. It gets my dopamine up when I check in the data and the numbers and I see that every week they're going up and up and up. But last week, we just blew it apart as a community. So um, it's been great. And also, there's been someone who's actually been reporting some of these podcasts for, you know, foul language or, or whatever it is. The, the podcast is actually uh, on, on any of the platforms says that it has explicit language, but uh, someone's been reporting it as well. So um, they've been trying to get it pulled down, but uh, I, I think this community is too strong anyway. Um, so yeah, keep sharing it, keep getting it out there. And whoever it is who has been, uh, you know, getting upset about the podcast as well, maybe just don't listen to it or, you know, I don't know, go stick your head in a dunny or something like that. I don't know. But anyway, thanks to all those people out there who have been sharing this podcast and also rating and reviewing it. It's, uh, it's absolutely awesome. This community is fucking epic. Anyway, Driven Mofos, have a great day and I hope you enjoyed this episode. Anyway, take care.